The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're gonna continue our discussion on how to be good neighbors when it comes to sharing a fence with your sales team. Joining us again is Ryan Rood, who is the founder and CEO at Lake One, which is an agency that works with startups, social enterprises, and growth-driven brands to plan, strategize, and execute digital marketing programs. Lake One helps their clients across a diverse industry set from technology to manufacturing and professional services to find traction, drive demand, and grow revenue. And yesterday, Ryan and I talked through the ROI of sales and marketing alignment. And today we're going to talk a little bit about how to create a roadmap for marketing and sales alignment. Okay, here's the rest of my conversation with Ryan Rood, co-founder and CEO of Lake One. Ryan, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks, Ben. Great to have you back on the show. Covered a lot of ground yesterday talking about how sales and marketing can become good partners, about how we're all in the same boat, so we should try rowing the same direction to drive revenue because that's the end goal. It's not always that simple of just saying, hey, kumbaya, we're heading north. Exactly. Talk to me about building a roadmap to improve the alignment between sales and marketing. What are the steps we need to follow? So like I mentioned when we talked yesterday, it's a process. It's not something we just do overnight, but there's definitely some steps that folks can take. We kind of break it down into four different buckets. There's an agreement, there's accountability, there's the actual alignment, and then the technology. Each one of those has a whole host of things underneath, and we can take each one at a time if you want. Well, let's go through step one. First off, coming to an agreement. Uh, hey, sales team, we're just going to give you leads and you should convert the crap out of them. <laughs> we're done, right? That's the modus operandi right now for a lot of marketing <laughs> organizations. We recommend a different approach. We think that the agreement should take a look at those trailing indicators, which are often the revenue targets, but then have a discussion leading backwards from that. So a lot of times organizations don't have a clear definition of what a lead even looks like. They don't have a clear definition of what actually constitutes a qualified lead. Or this salesperson says this is a qualified lead. This salesperson says something else is a qualified lead. This marketing person thinks something else is a qualified lead. Getting everybody on the same page. And like I said yesterday in our conversation, an agreement around the movement of folks up and down the funnel, understanding how and when to use lead statuses, 
and also an understanding of what those lead statuses mean between the two teams. If sales has a lead status, especially if you have a marketing automation tool in place, that doesn't just trigger something for the sales team and for reporting. That's usually a signal to marketing to either stop doing something or to continue doing something. And sometimes sales doesn't realize that. So getting an agreement upfront, we often recommend documenting this and coming back to it often. So you maybe heard the term service level agreement in the software space we recommend creating a service level agreement between your revenue teams and putting it pen to paper. So to summarize, a lot of what you're talking about with building an agreement is not just where the handoff is, but what's the definition of each step in the funnel? What are we calling an MQL? What are the triggers that need to happen to get someone to have the lead score to be an SAL? Where is sales going to come in? Where should marketing stop with their handoffs? It's really about definitions of each stage of the funnel. 100%. And it also serves a purpose that as teams shift as they naturally do, people come and go. It's a nice onboarding document for any new salesperson, any new marketing person to immediately understand how customers move through the system. Okay, so we've gone through and we've defined each step of the funnel. What's a lead? What's an MQL? What's going to be an SAL, right? When should marketing and sales work together? Where is there a handoff? What comes next? That's where the accountability piece comes in. So you just described handoff. This is where we start talking about it. We say, what is the handoff for different types of prospects, different types of leads, who's responsible for it, who gets what, especially in larger, more complex sales organizations. You may have territories that you need to think about. Getting all of that documented and making sure that everybody understands what that means and what they're looking for. We've been inside organizations where sales teams are getting leads handed off to them and they didn't even know that they were getting handed off to them. So making sure that there's kind of a central source of truth of what that handoff looks like, but then also what the expectation is for that handoff. So things like we talked about yesterday, if there's a rejection, updating it updating the lead status, all of those different things. But then also accountability for things like feedback. What's the expectation around feedback meetings, different things like that, as well as getting feedback on additional needs, different sales enablement resources that the team may need that they identify in conversations, things like that. So that's where we get in the accountability stage. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? 
Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. So this is less about the what is the lead status going to be and more about who is actually going to be responsible for it. And that gets exceedingly complex with large organizations, right? Is this going to be in one territory? Who's the sales manager? Does it go to a demo request? Is it going to an SDR? Does it go to an AE? So defining that process and making sure that you have essentially the communication plumbing to get a lead from point A to point revenue is really, really important. So let's say we have that mapped out. We've got our definitions of when the handoff is going to happen. We know when a lead is triggered, who it's going to go to, what's next. So then it's the alignment. This is basically a fail-safe double check. You go back through the funnel. You make sure is everything in our two processes that the two teams are owning and managing through the funnel, is it lined up for that clean handoff? Do we have an understanding of who's doing what? Do we have clear definitions around what needs to be reported on and what we need to measure out and provide feedback on? And this is basically the final checkoff before you move into the technology phase of saying, okay, let's get the plumbing, to use your word, get the plumbing all connected, turn it on, and make sure that we have a stack that's talking to each other, empowering teams with the relevant data based on this agreement based on the accountability and our alignment, the green light, so that we can actually report on key metrics and have meaningful conversations. It's funny. I thought you were going to go to, this is where we integrate some technology. Now that we understand where the sales handoff is going to happen, now we need to be able to track it and evaluate it. So I thought this was like, hey, make sure that you're actually filling out your TPS reports. Make sure that you're filling out your leads and get everything, you know, make sure that sales is updating the status so marketing knows what's happening if they need to continue to nurture And my assumption was the fourth step was going to be evaluate. There's this middle step. And honestly, I'm not totally sure what the difference between this is other than those first two steps are really important. Make sure you're doing them before you worry about technology. Help me understand why there is an intermediate step before you start focusing on the technology piece. Because so often people think they understand what the other team is doing and they think they understand how the technology is going to play into it. Until you actually walk them through it, especially in organizations that don't have any cross-pollination between the sales and marketing team, sometimes trying to walk somebody through the funnel and how a lead actually gets to sales, explaining that to sales or explaining to marketing how a lead actually becomes a customer can be difficult. I'm being political as I possibly can for everybody that's listening. This is an apolitical podcast. (laughs) Let it rip, man. Right. But making sure that everybody's fully aligned here before you turn on the technology, because if you just go into the technology and you start pushing some buttons and putting in some properties and start clicking some things, and whoever's in charge of doing that, without 100% alignment between these two teams that, yes, we fully get this, you're going to end up in a hot mess in the technology space. 
I think really what this is, is kind of the evaluation stage before you worry about automation. Totally. Right. And where I was like, oh, you do tech and then you evaluate. It's like, no, you figure out, you document what your processes are going to be. You start figuring out who's going to hand it off. Figure out if they're working, right? Do it manually first and make sure that the system that you're building is actually working. And then you start thinking about automation. So walk me through the next phase, which is when you're integrating your technology. So that's when you actually start setting everything up. You put the stack together. You're taking the things like, okay, we've defined what the qualification properties are that we need. So we're building the forms, we're building the workflows, we're building you know, custom properties like the feedback loop. If you're having two systems, if you're not blessed enough to have your CRM be in your marketing automation system, you have to connect the two, you're doing those integrations. Sometimes we found that using a third-party reporting tool to pull the data out of those two and integrate those based around the KPIs that we're looking for is actually a little bit better. So you have one central source of truth that can see across the entire funnel because the marketing automation side is taking care of marketing piece and then the CRM is taking care of the other piece if you don't have an integrated tool doing the two. And honestly, the technology piece, and this is the thing that I always advise clients, This whole process, the agreement, accountability, alignment, technology piece, this is an iterative process because if it was just magical that you sit down once, talk to your sales team, yep, we're all in agreement, we turn this thing on and look at that every quarter, we hit all of our quotas, all of our numbers, wouldn't that be a fantastic utopia? What we do is we're testing the alignment that we agreed upon. We get to a point where we have those dashboards and the metrics that we're looking at. And then the team keeps coming back together and testing those assumptions and saying, okay, how is the data bearing out? Is it actually saying that we're able to achieve these goals or where, back to our last conversation, where are things getting stuck in that pipeline? Are they getting stuck at the demo stage? Does that mean that we need to better qualify? Do we need more informational content upfront in the marketing process? Do we need to nurture them longer? You can start asking really meaningful questions and making tweaks, whether it's extending your nurture workflows, whether it's more content up in the front of the marketing cycle or empowering sales with additional tools and resources. So you're installing your technology and obviously you have to evaluate whether that's working. So my guess is the fifth out of four step is you sit back and you say, okay, the technology is saying that this is what the output was. And now we're back to square one where we're defining and documenting. So talk to me before we let you go about building the feedback loop and making sure that you understand the connection between the marketing and sales side of your funnel. For us, when we work with clients, they're 100% integrated. We have the meetings together. We have the dashboards together. We have the scorecards together. When we work with our clients, even on our quarterly business reviews, it's not a here's how marketing performed. It's here's how marketing performed towards the revenue goal. And then sales is presenting there. Here's how we did as well. And then there's a discussion throughout that entire exchange where things fell down. One thing that I think is really important as a guiding light for that integration piece is both teams need to come to that conversation and put a pin in the idea that any of it is punitive, that the goal of having this closed loop view is not to say, sales, you're failing, marketing, you're failing. It's to really embrace the idea that we're iterating through this together and to appreciate the accountability of both teams coming together and saying, how can we achieve the goals of the business together? If you forget the punitive piece of this, that's really where you get the fully integrated, aligned, closed feedback loop. 
if you don't, if one team is feeling holding their cards close to their chest, you're never going to do it. At the end of the day, there's a very important piece that we haven't discussed, which is the relationships here. 100%. And marketing and sales sometimes have adversarial relationships because if things aren't going well, everyone starts pointing the fingers. And really, that's where the initial conversations and understanding how you're defining things and how you're going to keep everyone accountable not only helps you understand that everyone is in the same boat, but helps you understand where the funnel is breaking out so you can fix the problem. Ryan, I appreciate you walking us through this. Obviously, sales and marketing teams have a long history working together, sometimes well, sometimes not. And uh, I understand why, you know, keeps you in business trying to help everybody get on the same page. Thanks for being our guest. Thanks, Lachlan. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks again to Ryan Rood, founder and CEO at Lake One for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Ryan, you can click on the link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is LakeOneCo, L-A-K-E-O-N-E-C-O. Or you can visit his company's website, which is LakeOneDigital.com. Just one link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to MarTechPod.com. We have summaries of every episode, the contact information for our guests. You can sign up for our once a week newsletter. You can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is MartechPod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we publish episodes every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.